This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's ODB. This is Our Lifestyle podcast. We're getting ready to jump into the fresh episode. And we want to thank our title sponsors, which includes Custom Car Show Productions. They have three key events every year. Orange Beach Invasion every March in Orange Beach, Alabama. Scraping the Coast every June in Biloxi. And Bayou Showdown, which is every November in Slidell, Louisiana. We also want to thank Mini Truck Showdown family, which includes their event, their flagship event, the first weekend in June 2022 in Las Vegas, Mini Truck Showdown. You can go on Facebook or Instagram for more information. They also have Kern County Showdown, which is going to be in Bakersfield, California, the first weekend in February 2022. Thank you so much. Support those that support the scene and on to the episode. Yo, 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 it's our Lifestyle Podcast, episode 272, I believe, and thanks for everyone that continues to come back and rock with us. We certainly appreciate it, and want to let you know that I'm going to keep this intro a little shorter than normal, Mickey Mike, the Mary's out gallivanting, something about EBGD, Eastbound Get Downs going down this weekend, so he's excited about that. Him and Mrs. Mayor, I think, are getting spun out. Of course, heading north over to the Orlando area. So bear with us this week. A little bit shorter intro, but we have an amazing episode. You know, we keep the pedal stomp three plus years, of course, every Friday. And on this episode, we have someone that I've been talking to for a while. Actually, two homies. We got Ronnie from Flat Out DVD. Old school. Some of you guys know it. Some of you don't, but you got to tune in. This audio is fantastic. We also have the big homie Chaz, Chaz Nichols, and uh, he, they have been uh, related for a while. They've been friends for 20 plus, and it's just a fantastic interview. Believe it or not, this one's going to be a two-part, okay? And I know some of you always go, damn, you know, just, just let it ride, okay? It's about two hours worth of audio, and it is jam-packed with everything from how Flat Out started the 88 to 98, the few trucks that Chaz has owned, including one that was on uh, a, you know, a couple of covers, uh, featured several times. There's a long history with this 88 to 98. We talk all about that. We hit on Alex Anderson, Courtney Hollowell, many of the folks that we've lost over the past 10 to 20 years or so. So again, jam-packed. Don't want to give you much more than that. Just know a lot of work went into kind of this interview, as well as uh, you know, cleaning up the audio, so it's going to be a two-parter. All right, so we'll have to leave you at a cliffhanger a little bit later. The episode now, this podcast you always hear at the top is brought to you by our two main sponsors, of course, Custom Car Show Productions. They've been with us since the beginning, but also we've got the Mini Truck Showdown family that has joined on. You've heard about that, and this is what's important if you're out in Kilakali, maybe Arizona. Please, please, please go out the first weekend in February, just a few weeks from now, to the Kern County Showdown. That's in Bakersfield, California. You got Kern County Showdown on Instagram. Also on Facebook, uh, Corey and team have been going live on Facebook. They've also been putting out the FAQs, 
which stands for Frequently Asked Questions. So please, please, please get out there on Instagram, Kern County uh, Showdown, also on Facebook, and get out to the event. The first event for Custom Car Show Productions, you hear it at the top, is going to be Orange Beach Invasion. We're looking forward to that later in the uh, month of March. So they bumped that back a little bit the last weekend in March, and we're looking forward to you know Keg Media linking up, of course, with Custom Car Show Productions for that awesome event in Orange Beach, Alabama. So again, as I reinforce, we've got a two-part episode kind of hitting you starting this week, and the overview of this episode brought to you by Graphics Mafia. Can't thank the big homie, Buddy, and Ryan enough for all that they do. They always take care of us with stickers. If you need some design work, maybe you need some stickers, maybe you want to sign to stick in the ground at these different shows that say, hey, club parking for said club, get with Buddy, get with Ryan. If you've got an old decal that you want to reproduce like they did for us with Colorado Custom, uh, please uh, hit them up. It's graphics, graphixmafia.com. Instagram, of course, Facebook, and don't forget, Buddy's on TikTok, but he is slipping. He said he's going to be getting more videos out soon. All right, the last episode recap. Uh, This one was a tough one. We, of course, re-aired the audio with Alex Anderson, rest in peace. And I got to say, we got a lot of love for it. Um, One person I want to thank is his daughter, his oldest daughter. She reached out to us and... Um, you know, it, it was it was heartfelt. You know, she said that uh, she really appreciated the interview, and she uh, C- Cassandra Cassandra uh, Anderson. She said, you know, that she appreciated the the audio. She appreciated the kind of the clear, concise, you know, interview that we did uh, with Alex, and she wanted to be able to get the audio. So of course, we took care of uh, helping her out with that. Okay, uh, of course, we said rest in peace to your pops. He was a beloved guy, and she said thank you very much. I'm sure I can figure um, this out some way. Appreciate any help getting, uh, you know, the audio over to me. It means a lot. So, you know, again, we told her, just like we've told a lot of folks last year, we we don't talk about it too much. We gave a lot, a lot of what we made in any little bit of profit here at the podcast. We gave to charity, contrary to what some people probably think. But um, everyone from Vic uh, to Mitch Henderson, rest in peace, to his mother a year ago, you know, we got that terrible news. Uh, we gave some to Ernie Macias as well and others. So uh, just know that everything we do here, we we truly believe in the scene. We love the scene. And if it wasn't for, for people like AA, Alex Anderson, also known as Alex Who, we've always said this. We wouldn't be where we are today uh, with the amount of shows and great people and badass trucks that have been built over the years. So, you know, you can slice and dice that anyway. But remember, Alex also... He was tied into a lot of TV shows. So you, you think about how much the scene has grown from people like him and Finnegan and different editors of magazines and stuff. It really means a lot. So, Cassandra, thank you for reaching out. Rest in peace, Alex. And uh, thank you to everyone that commented and uh, just you know showed a little bit of love to the homie, uh, a beloved dude. Uh, we mentioned recently we did a link up with Pin. And uh, Pin Cushion is going to hopefully... I'll link up with us here in the coming weeks, and we'll be able to share the details about the get-together at West Coast Customs. That's going to be in March uh, on the 19th, so more to come. The last episode recap brought to you by Lone Star Throwdown. I said recently, if you go to LoneStarThrowdown.com, if you are looking to do a transfer of a uh, pre-registration, you got to get on that ASAP 
and when you go out there uh, to registration under transfers, you will see that uh, you have from January 2nd to January 22nd. So I think by the time this airs, uh, you'll have like one more day. And last week, you know, I talked about the face tattoos. You know, Radar said, hey, you know, we don't want everyone going out to get a face tattoo to get in for free. But he said maybe if the first couple, you know, he said, hey, you got to phone ODB when you get to the gate because we can't be over there uh, working the gate. But he said, hey, listen, we appreciate all the support for Lone Star. And he goes, if someone wants to get a face tattoo, you know, tell them that Mike will pay for it. So, you know, just throwing that out there. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We like to have fun here. You guys know that. So, uh, on to the general updates. So, really, um, a couple things I want to mention again with this episode. This has been in the works a while. I've been talking to these guys, so thanks for sitting down. But I also want to mention for the general updates for me, I've committed to doing as much as I can this year to grow the Lincoln Attic podcast. So, if you like what we do here, make sure you check out what I do over at Lincoln Addict Podcast. You can just search Lincoln Addict typically via the same podcast app more than likely that you're using to listen here, such as Apple Podcasts. That uh, The Lincolns are awesome because even if you don't own one, many folks uh, give a thumbs up to them, whether it's the, you know, the four-door convertible, the sedans, the coupes. We talk mostly about the 60s Lincolns, but this one's going to be pretty interesting because this week on Friday, same day that this is dropping, I'll be dropping Nick Grio, and uh, he's from Grio Garage, and the cool thing is, uh, what I did is when I interviewed him, I talked a lot about detail products. We talked a little bit about the the big C word that's in the industry these days, ceramic coatings. And uh, you know, a lot of folks are always asking, "Hey, you know, tell us more about it. You know, what's this nanotechnology, whatnot?" So, what I would ask is, again, I think if there's one episode that many of you would enjoy, it's going to be this one because Nick, of course, has that long you know, history with his, with his pops that he'll talk a little bit about, of course, growing up a car guy, but we also hit upon any, before any Lincoln talk, we talk about detailing products and that's cool to me because although like the big homie Vic, he loves the detail. He loves to cut and buff and do all these things. Dude, all I know is the crack of brew, get her bucket, put some Dawn soap in it, get my nozzle going, right? Get some water in the bucket. And, you know, get me an old towel, (laughs) you know, that I've cut up in the old closet. The wife says, hey, take these towels out to the shop and start washing, right? So I'm the the guy that has, you know, had a couple nice things, but really (laughs) isn't the best detailer. So uh, I know Brandon Burrell, shout out to the big homie. He's always listening. Uh, I know he'd be cringing right now. He's going, dude, what are you talking about, man? Use those microfibers. Use all those awesome uh, detail products that are out there on the market. But... Um, I'm of course learning myself. So again, Lincoln Attic Podcast, check me out over there. And guess what? You don't have to put up with Miggity Mike, the mayor over there, because we shut him out. The general updates brought to you by Southeast Mini Truck and Nats. Please, please, please. I've told a couple people that haven't really been to some shows in a while. I said, listen, you can't necessarily get a ticket in with a vehicle. However, fly on in. I think Charlotte, I forget what airport's the closest, but Let's say you fly in, you gallivant in, you're going to have a great time. The cruising is amazing. Southeast Mini Nats, of course, Mini Trucking Nats on Instagram. The event page is out there. They've got cool gear uh, that they'll have at the show that'll sell out pretty quickly. But the atmosphere is fantastic, a little bit cooler 
before the summer months. Hit us up. We'll be out there at Mini Nats. We do have something in store that I think a lot of people are going to go, wow, dude, nobody thought of this. So just wait. We'll see you out there at Mini Nats, Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Last, well, towards the end of April, search. You'll find the website, Biggity Boom. You'll uh, hopefully meet us out there. Now, trivia with Mike, of course. Okay, players, now it's time to get serious. Dude, Mike blew my mind last week, all right? I cannot believe he knew about how North Shore. I was going to call him a Holly, I think is how you say it. If you've ever watched that movie, you'll know what that means. But I went back, and um, I tried to buy the Blu-ray. It was only available on Target.com, and I was like, eh. So I ended up biting the bullet, and I bought it through iTunes, which um, kind of you know Apple Movies, whatever they're calling it. I do like that because that's where most of our stuff is now. Of course, you know we've got the old DVDs, but you know who wants to get off the couch and go, you know, ravage through those to find one? Uh, of course, you got to do that sometimes if the movie's kind of uh, not available. But I did uh, rewatch, as I mentioned, the classic cult classic North Shore. And uh, it's pretty funny to watch, uh, read some of the reviews on just different platforms like IMDb and stuff because you know, a lot of people are going, well, it's that movie is like, you know, they, they analyze it and say, man, it's highly unlikely that, you know, someone would have been able to, to win a surf contest in Arizona in one of the wave pools and then go out to North Shore and, and learn over the summer, you know, how many weeks was it really? And, and it's like, come on, man. It's, it's an 80s movie. It, it's cheesy and... That's what it is, you know, but it's awesome. The um, the memories that brought back, you know, for me going, you know, asking the parents to rent it at the local VHS store. Uh, be kind, rewind, of course, but check it out if you haven't in a while. <laughs> and if you've never seen it, again, it's kind of on the level of rad, but of course it's not as good as rad. So I'll, I'll never say that. So trivia with Mike. Uh, it will be postponed to next week, but I do want to thank All Time Low Magazine. I know they're new long-awaited issue is coming out and the team is working feverishly uh to to get that into print atlmagazine.com you, you can subscribe this next issue will have my understanding a nod to ernie macias and others including alex so um again check it out atlmagazine.com all right so the scene updates a couple rule the the short things i'll cover is obviously this weekend Contrary to, I, I think there was some confusion. Some people thought we would be vending. You would think that we would at Mike's show. And um, I do want to let you know that we won't be set up at this show. So um, I may bring the tent, though. Um, I talked to Mike, and I say that because we will have some product there, which are going to be the new skate decks and the new metal sign. So kind of the podcast updates, I'm going to merge here, but... Uh, if you come out to Eastbound Get Down, EBGD, if you listen to the last episode, I finally got that down, we will be out there. Now, Mike obviously is going to be preoccupied with the event, and with that, it really cuts my time because if I want to take photos, if I want to gallivant around, really won't have that opportunity. So if you don't see the tent, look for me, look for Mike, he'll let you know where I'm at, and I can sling like Master P was back in the day with the cassettes out the trunk. I'll be slinging the skate decks and metal signs, and the reason why I say that is this. We um, don't have a lot of the big metal signs. I think they're going to go ASAP, right? Those we cannot ship. The little ones, I know that are highly sought after, and we have been waiting a while to re-up 
the little metal signs. So I say little, they're a nice size. You guys have seen those in the past, but if you want to get your hands on them, they go super quick and we can't just get those on a whim. So if you want them, hit us up. I know, um, you know, Tim from Acro Heater locally, you know, he was curious about some of the skate decks. We will have the new River Run Remix skate decks, first time ever, boom, out there. So hit me up. And again, the cool thing is, it reinforces that even though it's Mike's show, you know, we're not out there just to sell, 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 right? I'm looking to kind of go there, kick back, take some photos, hang with the good folks like Tony from Asphalt Army, DJ Mays is going to be there, um, you know, so many great folks, Roxy, uh, and those guys are coming from Alabama, you know, Simmons Payne, and, and so many good folks. So, again, we're not all about going to every show selling. You'd think, hey, you're at Mike's show. You can you can vend and, and blow out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we could. That's not why we do this, guys, right? So, contrary to what some people think, okay, it's not why we do it. But uh, what that means is the first show that we will be selling at is going to be Lone Star Throwdown. I mentioned that earlier. And what's key there is we will have a bunch of stuff. So metal signs, you know, your opportunity there to get some of that stuff if you're not at Mike's show this weekend. So come on out, Lone Star Throwdown. And depending on how things line up, we might have some new merch. We'll have to wait and see. But um, those are the key scene updates for this week. And I want to thank Garage Gear Clothing. Speaking of Lone Star Throwdown, if you're at LST, go to um, out to the Garage Gear Clothing booth, see Crystal and team, and cop some new gear. Let them know that our Lifestyle Podcast sent you. You never know. She will sometimes hook you up. Of course, she won't hook you up as much as Hank because Hank, you know, he's <laughs> you know he's shoveling stuff out the back. But you never know. Crystal will take care of you. Or better yet, garagegearclothing.com and just know free shipping in the U.S. All right, the key show updates for this week. I've talked about a lot of the key shows. The only other one that I want to mention for right now is the week end after LST. We've been talking about it. We're going to be at Relaxing on the Ranch, and that's going to be a fantastic time down in South Florida. Big ups to the RA Florida fam for doing what they do, and we will be down there, and we'll be having a great time. So please, if you're in that area, come on out, even if it's for the day. The last two years, uh, I've gallivanted home. I think I may stay this year, but wherever I stay, I'm not I'm not staying by the Decorver's tent, dude. Like we've established, dude, this guy is hitting three wheel. I don't know what's going on in the tent. If this tent's a rocking, you know the whole story. So uh big ups to everybody that's gonna be down there at the RA event in a few weeks. And lastly, of course, scraping the coast. We're excited about that. It's gonna be the last weekend in June. Come on out to Biloxi, Mississippi, one of our title sponsors. We certainly appreciate everything that the team does there, and uh, rest in peace to our big homie, Greg Miller. The Key Show Updates is brought to you by the West Coast Influence. Make sure you go to minitruckfilm.com. Yes, that's a real website, minitruckfilm.com. Cop the Blu-ray, cop the DVD. They also have, dare I say, some custom die-cast, and I want to announce this, okay? I've misplaced something in my house, and I have been looking... Like, there's no tomorrow, okay? OCD has kicked in, but here's one thing that I found. My mini, my West Coast Influence shirt, after made a steel show a few years ago, disappeared. And I was like, dude, I have a million black shirts, okay? 
I have a bunch I haven't ever worn, but I have one West Coast Influence shirt, and I love that shirt. The font on the front, the pink, the trucks on the back. Dude, it is fire, and it was gone, and I finally found it. So if you're ever looking for something, okay, take your drawers, okay, out from your dresser, okay, not those other drawers, Take your drawers out from your dresser. Some of the new ones, you got the little things. You got to push one down, pull one up, and pull those out and, and just see what could be underneath there. You might find a surprise. And, of course, I found a couple of shirts, one of my favorite blue shirts, super, super cool blue shirt that ties into Lincoln's. And then I found my West Coast influence. So, Radar and team over there just know I'll be repping it. Love the West Coast influence. Check them out, minitruckfilm.com. All right, so I kind of talked about the uh, podcast updates. So what I'm going to do is just kind of reinforce the Airhead Nation updates. And a part of our fam from the podcast, I want to uh, say our condolences uh, to Louie from Flowhost, the VP Prez. Um, of course, Flowhost is a friend and family of the podcast here, and he had posted uh, a post a couple of days ago, and he said to my dad, thank you so much for everything you've given to us. And he kind of goes on to say, and he ends the paragraph with, I love you, dad. You'll always be with us in our hearts. And up until that point, I, I wasn't sure, you know, I kind of thought maybe I knew what happened. And of course, he, he lists January 29th of 1929 to January 18th of 2022. So, man, I mean, closing in on... Uh, almost 100 years old. And, you know, we recently lost Betty White. But, you know, you think about just an amazing life that someone like that could live, um, you know, for that long. Uh, we had, uh, I forget if I had mentioned, we had a family member that my wife calls Grandma Kyle. She lives up in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, very similar to age here, she was just over 100 years old. But she was a lifelong Pittsburgh Pirates fan. She had never been to a game, and someone had caught wind of it, and then I think the Pirates organization brought her in with the family. Uh, some of the news outlets did a write-up on her, and she passed away uh, several weeks ago, and she was 101 years old. She went took a nap, which she did kind of every day. You can imagine hard-working lady still making meals every day for her family, and she just never woke up, so... You know, you think about uh, 100 to 101 years old, maybe even 90. I mean, that's a hell of a time. And a lot of these, you know, these old folks, they're still enjoying their life. So to uh, to Louie and the Flohost family and all of your family, uh, our condolences from OLP. So rest in peace to your pops. We want to thank Hammered Weekend Wear, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. One important thing is the pre-sales continue to go down every two months, but please, please, please know that these shirts are amazing. You can always get in early in the year, kind of December into January into their what they call open enrollment. You've heard us talk about that, but please, if you can, go out there and show Ron and team some love, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. We certainly appreciate them. My closing thought before we roll into the first part of audio with Chaz and Ronnie is, um, you know, thanks again for all the support, all of the um, thumbs up, all of the likes, the comments, and the reviews. Uh, if you're on an iPhone, go and uh, select library, select OLP, scroll way, 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 way down, okay, all the way down, and uh, tap on the five stars. If you want to go a step further, you can write a review, and that helps us out. 
But with that being said, got to thank Joey at Get Decked. I mentioned those skate decks earlier. Joey came through for us big, and uh, we'll have about 20, 25 decks being delivered at EBGD, Eastbound Get Down. So we're looking forward to that. We have Welch's Chop Shop that is delivering a bunch of mental signs, the smaller ones and some larger ones. So get with me this weekend if you want to cop that stuff. Um, the reason why I say is if you don't and you want it, when I put it or when we upload it on the website, it's going to go super quick and Mike's going to ship it out and it's going to be gone for, we may not even get a reorder in before LST. So hit us up. Uh, thanks to Welch's Chop Shop. If you're a show and you need some awards, uh, maybe you want to do some one-off type stuff. Maybe you even want to do something that's cool, like a metal kind of picture frame, right? Like uh, Welch did for me in the past that has a photo of Rob and my dad in it. Go to welchschopshop.com. Uh, Welch's Chop Shop on Instagram, Facebook as well. Hit them up and let them know that our lifestyle podcast sent you. So with that being said, quick 25-minute intro. Could have made it quicker, but of course I had some stuff to talk about. Appreciate everyone. Go pack a go this weekend and uh, stay on the rise. We'll talk with you soon, and we'll be bringing some content from Eastbound Get Down. Make sure you follow us and maybe turn on post notifications on Instagram. We'll be going live. We'll be sharing tons of stuff. Thank you so much to all the support. Stay on the rise, as I mentioned. We got you. Enjoy the audio. Peace. Yo, yo, as I mentioned, I'm so excited to sit down with Chaz and Ronnie. We've been talking for a minute about nailing this down, and I said, hey, it's 2022. We're going to get sideways into this new year, and I just got to say thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, dudes. Thank you, homies, for sitting down. And Chaz, I want to just ask first, man, how you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. Good, good. And Ronnie, dude, out in Kilikali, doing it up. Man, how's your Saturday going? Man, it's great, man. Went to the mountain bike trail this morning and uh, came back, ready to sit around watching football. Dude, man, I'm excited. And, you know, this is obviously the, what the NFL is calling the super wild card weekend. So, you know, we're all like kind of doing this in between the games. But like I said, I appreciate you guys sitting down and it's always cool to see you out there on the mountain bikes and doing your thing. But, you know, I figured we just kind of just get started a little bit and say, hey, Chaz, you know, for the the guys or the listeners that maybe not know a lot about you, talk to us a little bit about, you know, who are you? Uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Mesquite, good old Mesquite, Texas, down straight from uh, the old Mesquite Rodeo, and uh, been around the scene since 98, 99, I guess, uh, when I got my first truck, and then uh, about 01 or so, I started working for Street Source Magazine, kind of going around the country, uh, taking pictures of stuff, and writing rambling-ass articles that probably nobody understood because <laughs> it had no punctuations, but, uh, you know, that was a... Uh, you know, kind of where I came from, got in Camber in uh, 01 and uh, met up with Ronnie right about then, about 2000, 2001. And, uh, you know, just been going through the truck scene ever since then, just kind of meeting and greeting everybody as I go. Yeah, tip of the cap, dude, 20 years passes so quick. And you just sometimes I think back and go, wow, man, you know, 20 years ago, how, you know, things were so different. We weren't wearing black socks, we were wearing white socks. The um, show shirts weren't black, they were white, you know, things change. But, you know, Ronnie, you know, obviously, there's so much cool stuff to talk about. But talk to us a little bit about like where you grew up. Um, you came from Texas as well, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm right next door to Mesquite. There is Garland. I was born and raised in Garland, and then we, uh, uh, when I was about 15, we moved down to Tyler. So that's out in East Texas, and 
I uh, finished high school and college and uh, went to junior college down there. And then uh, then I came back to Dallas, you know, to get out of that little small town. Mm-hmm. But I consider I consider myself a Tyler boy. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Tyler kid. My parents stayed there and lived there until they both died. So uh, I was all back there and stuff, you know, so I consider myself a Tyler kid. Yeah. Rest in peace to your parents. And, you know, Texas is you know, they always say everything's bigger in Texas. And, we, you know, we used to always think back to. The, the builds and the teams and all that stuff that comes from Texas, and it is crazy. I remember I the first time I ever went there was back in like an 01, and I think it was 2000, 2001, I went there for work one time, and we were doing a billing system conversion, and they were like, oh, you got to go to this place, Papado's. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. And it's like, we you know, then I found out there was like four or five. There was like the seafood version, the American version, the barbecue version. And yeah, w- yeah. so that when we left there, they had these cookies and they were huge. And I was like, damn, as a youngin, I was like, dude, everything is bigger than Texas because these these chocolate chip cookies were had to have been 14 inches round. You know what I mean? Two days to eat it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, dude, I'm killing my calories here. So, but, you know, good stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about. You know, Chaz, if I kick it back to you and kind of go, okay, so you, you think back 20, a little over 20 years ago, what was the gateway drug, so to speak, into the truck scene? Was it just like your neighbor had a truck? I mean, I'm always, um, you know, curious on like what really drew you in. Man, I kind of thought back to, uh, I was a freshman in high school and I picked up a mini trucking magazine and, uh, and, uh, Pat Nichols truck was on the cover of it mm-hmm. and, uh, and I remember that name because my, my mom's name is Pat Nichols. Oh, I mean, really? So, so that's how I, that's how I always remember. Who, you know, you know, so I always remember that truck. And uh, I was like, man, it's crazy. Don't have a hood on it, man. Uh-huh. And that's that that kind of started my my thought process of mini trucking and whatnot. But then in '97, uh, I was at a friend's house, and this guy named Aaron Morkin drove by with his stepside you know, single cab stepside Chevy that was lowered two four or whatever it was and mm-hmm. just blaring, you know, blaring exhaust, just looked beefy as hell. And I was like, Oh my God, I want a truck just like that. That's yeah. you know, that's what I want. That's you know, fast forward to about a year later or so, we were out looking truck shopping and, and uh there that truck was sitting at young Chevrolet. No and, way. Uh, my parents my parents co signed and we bought that truck, you know. I thought I was the coolest kid around, uh, you know, just, you know, in that lowered truck that was, you know, of course built by someone else, but mm-hmm. I mean, I had the coolest truck, you know, and he, he was the king town. of Galloway. Yeah. I was the king of Galloway. <laughs> he was the king of cruising cruise. Galloway. Street <laughs> and mesquite. That everybody yeah. cruised. Oh, that's cool, man. Then I had that truck for like six months and, uh, uh, you know, had a, you know, a little accident with a tree with it and totaled it. <laughs> and then I had, wow. You know, someone uh someone kind of popped off to me after we totaled it. He's like, "You'll never have a truck like that. You can't build one like that on your own. All you can do is buy it. You know, buy someone else's." I'm like, "All right." Mm. So we bought uh, one. So I bought you know bought extended cab step side and uh bagged it, painted it, and that's kind of like about the time I ran into Ronnie, you know, and tried that, to start that one. In. One one door was suicide. Yeah, the the one yeah the one door was suicide and the other one wasn't. I couldn't afford uh. the other one. <laughs> yeah. So only only one got suicide and uh had the biggest sag on it, man. I tell you what, man, you'd open that door, it dropped like three or four inches. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. It was so terrible. And then uh 
but yeah, and then I, that's kind of when I met, you know, ran into Ronnie and uh, started talking Camber and this and that, and uh, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, let me let me interject here. So, Chaz at that age was the most carefree, relaxed, no problem dude at all. <laughs> Lived at mom and dad's house, had a cool <laughs> truck, you know. It, uh, it worked at his parents' jewelry store. Uh-huh. Didn't really have a care in the world. He busts his ass now, though. Nowadays, though, he's <laughs> right, right. But uh, but yeah, he was just the carefree luckiest guy everybody knows you know uh so, yeah. so there that's my two cents about uh chaz about 98 99 oh yeah. <laughs> that's fine yeah well when you think yeah, back fun. to that era you know we all were in different spots and things like that but it is always cool to kind of hear like you know your parents maybe help you with your first cosign i remember paying a couple hundred bucks a month for insurance supposedly it was what i was paying and you know you kind of get your um you know, you kind of get in the game a little bit and you're like excited. And then obviously some things kind of twist and turn and, you know, maybe it's an accident. Maybe it's like, Hey, I saw this. I want to get that. But, um, Ronnie, I'm kind of curious. So like, obviously you kind of mentioned there a little bit on how you met Chaz, but what was your kind of forte into the truck stuff? Like, did you see a, a neighbor cruising and you're like, dude, I want to, I want into this lifestyle. Man, um, I'm a lifelong skateboarder. Yep. And so I I really got serious. I always had a mini truck, but I wasn't serious about it because I was always skating. I I skated day in, day out through my all the way to, you know, the early 90s. Mm-hmm. I started in 74. And so um wow. but in in 93 I blew out my knee and uh so things got kind of weird for me so I was about 29 years old there a couple years later I bought a uh, in 95 I bought a brand new Nissan hard body promised my then wife uh, before sunshine the first wife uh <laughs> yeah who Chaz remembers Lisa nice. so, she's, she's a good woman um but we uh I bought that uh, 95 Nissan promised her i wouldn't do anything to it and then like 18 months later i'm taking home my very first trophy which was the first place right off the bat and then uh, and then i'm uh you know of course then i'm older i've got more money than most most of these guys you know i've already (laughs) got a house and a mortgage and a career and all this stuff you know so getting bagged is not that big a deal you know so i got bagged early on man i think i bagged my truck in like a 97 you know uh so, uh, so I bagged it and got going from there and then, uh, you know, then the whole club thing started and I started meeting people and, uh, all that. And so, uh, and then it was probably like a uh, late 99, it was like December or January of 2000, I got into Camber. And so I'd already been, I was in outlandish trends with big Daniel, you know, big Daniel from, uh, uh, Texas Camber, you know, uh, works on the LST staff. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Pretty big so, head. Me and him and uh, what's Jason Reeves, you know, Jason Reeves was the guy who ran uh, uh, Outlandish Trends. And so, mm-hmm. and then some guy, there was a guy named Sean who had a shop called Suspension Dimension and we were all hanging out over there. He was in Outlandish Trends with us. And so we all got bagged one right after the other, you know, so all of out, pretty much all of Outlandish Trends. Back then, Big Daniel had that, uh, he had that little Honda Accord. It was a, a Hydra. You know, so, and so that's kind of where, and then right around that, I got in about that time I got in there, I met Chaz and then, uh, you know, we kind of started the, the, the process of Chaz, uh, you know, we, we, we were not in a rush to let Chaz in. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> uh, 
Mr. Carefree, relaxed, always uh, not a worry in the world. Uh, yeah, you can wait a little the bit. The truth dude. comes <laughs> out now. No, I know, right? Well, but I want to ask you this, right? So you mentioned the S-word, skateboarding. So when yeah. you and I, we, we bumped into each other last year, ironically, at, at Rudy's, and that was, you know, Courtney always wrote about it early on in street trucks, and, and I was like, dude, I love this place. I hadn't been there like in 20 years. But one thing that when we were talking about skateboards, there was a guy – if I recall correctly, that you really followed, and was he the guy that passed away something early in skateboarding? And I mentioned to you that like, the Joe Lamb guy so, collects the skateboards. Yeah, so Jeff Phillips was his name. Jeff Phillips. Uh, he was a big time pro in the all through the eighties, right there with Christian and Tony, mm-hmm. Tony Hawk and Steve Caballero and all those guys. I mean, he was right there, top five skater with those guys. Yeah. You know, uh, I met him in junior high, about uh, probably seventy seven. You know, we were friends all the way up till the day he died. So uh, I had a, a good, I had a good ride. You know, kind of having that guy as a friend. You know, I mean, wow. it was free, free trucks, free wheels, free, free this, free that, free, free skate time, free this, going on road trips. You know, smoking weed, doing. You know, it was just it was. You know, it was a really good time. I had a really good time because of that guy, you know, and uh, uh, I met all kinds of people because of him. You know, then uh, in Christmas Day, 1993 is when he uh, killed himself. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been kind of a it made Christmas rough for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. Um, Took a long time to get over that, you know. And but so I'm getting over that. I've got to, you know, uh, I'd blown out my knee. I was at his funeral. Yeah, because you uh, you were saying it was around 93, right? Yeah, I was on crutches and stuff at his funeral. And so it, it kind of, um, you know, skateboarding kind of, uh, kind of went dark for a little while there for me and, uh, the mini trucking came through and, uh, and, you know, and I just really started going to shows and, and I mean, I looked at magazines, I had all these magazines yeah. from uh, all through the eighties and stuff. And so I knew about all these shows and stuff, but I mean, every weekend were for me was at the ramp or at the pool or skating mm-hmm. or on the road, for the skate contest or, you know, something like that, you know? So, uh, um, it t- it wasn't until really that, you know, the mid nineties when I really started getting hardcore about mini trucks and I was probably about, I mean, I was way older than Chaz and we were hanging out together all the time. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. like, how old are you now? Uh, 42, 42. So see, I'm 15 years older than him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you don't seem that old. Yeah, we- <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's ironic cause it's not the same thing, but when we had Bill Allen on who was, you know, he played quote a BMX you know, guy in rad in 86, yeah. he was super good friends with Brandon Lee. So when I read his book, he was talking about like, man, the day they found out about Brandon Lee passing away. And do you think like, you know, you're this, you're this actor that, you know, you've been on family ties, you, you've been, um, you know, in this rad movie, whatever. And then Brandon Lee, you know, he's this up and coming star and he passes away and he kind of talked a little bit in his book about, you know, just the eye opening experience of that. But, you know, we've seen some BMX guys as well kind of pass away and, you know, it's tough because, like, you know, you and I, although we might be a little bit off, you know, like you were saying with Chaz and, and the age, like you think back to that era and, you know, a lot of us give, you know, the tip of the cap to like Stacey Peralta, you know, and some of those guys, you know, obviously you watch the Dogtown, um, you know, and the sure, Z-Boys sure. and all that stuff. And, and what's crazy is those guys really push the, you know, I don't want to say genre, but that whole lifestyle and that whole uh, sport into another level. But I mean, it sounds like, you know, you were, you know, y- you grew up in that era and that's pretty freaking cool, man. And I grew up right in that world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. right in that world, man. I, that's I, pretty I, awesome. Hated contest. 
everything all through the 80s i mean i wasn't very good i didn't really win much but i skated a lot all the time and i had friends that uh you know i mean all the texas pros are friends of mine uh well let me say that the north texas pros i don't really know the houston guys well but i mean jeff phillips dan wilkes uh craig johnson uh, uh mike crumb uh john comer who just passed away last year he was the one-footed guy uh mm. you know who was awesome he skated for pal peralta you know, I mean, I watched those kids grow up at the ramp, you know. So uh, now, you know, Mike Crum is doing this uh, cool thing called Four Down. It's uh, the number four DWN. You mm-hmm. can follow him on Instagram or whatever, but it's a nonprofit thing in Dallas. For some reason, Dallas hasn't built a skate park in Dallas proper. All the little cities around there have them, but Dallas has not. And so Mike has, uh, you know, rented this building down in kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a rundown area where it's cheaper, you know, and has started this uh, uh, nonprofit down there. And he feeds a lot of people down there and he uh, builds and you know he's got sponsors like Gickies and stuff and he throws contests and uh he's got a big giant vert ramp and you know uh for those guys that are still into vert you know and uh he's got this bowl they just uh, uh concreted the bowl so uh you know he's got some cool stuff going on he's and i just remember when he was just a little 10 year old kid i mean sometimes i'd give him rides home to his uh house in uh you know they lived in highland park and you know, he's like 11, 12 years old, and he's riding the bus to the ramp, you know, all the time. Wow. So, and now he's doing all this really cool stuff, Good you know. stuff for uh, the community and stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's, I know skateboarding has brought a lot of people together. And although, you know, I wasn't good, I was friends with a couple guys that were really good. And to me, it's the culture, it's the lifestyle of it. And uh, that's really awesome. Like, I always admire, like, a post here and there from you, Ronnie, that, you know, you'll talk about it. And then I remember when you said Jeff Phillips, I think it was, And then I was like, well, wait a minute, this guy and the guy, Joe Lamb, like, you know, some people could look at him and go, oh, you know, it must be nice. Have all these decks. Like, I always admire anybody that's truly like just excited about a genre, right? Or, or, or a hobby. Yeah. And he zones, you know, Joe zones, uh, zones in on the, you know, the vision stuff and the sim stuff. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool because a lot of people are so Pal Peralta oriented, you know, yep. and, uh, you know, a Texas guy, man, we're not really big Pal Peralta followers, man. <laughs> right. I mean, we're, we're Zorlax, skate tougher, go home, you know, <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's kind of what we were. We don't give a shit how they do it out there in California. That's <laughs> Uh, and then the, 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 you know, the biggest slogan we always had was fuck you. We're from Texas, you know, <laughs> dude, so if that, if that's that, not, if that, Wore that shirt to uh, Alex's reception at his wedding a couple months ago. Wow! So yeah, yeah. rest in peace. We'll talk Let about it. the big homie. But they've changed that slogan now. It says uh, "Fuck you, we have Bucky's." <laughs> <laughs> well, now they're gonna have to change it again because I remember when the word on the street was like, "Well, hey, when you're coming home from such and such show, you got to stop at Bucky's in Alabama." And I was like, "Hold on." Those are like fighting words for Texans, right, Chaz? And then <laughs> apparently there was the uproar when they had the one, in, and now they got them all over. But, dude, everybody I tell about Bucky's, I was like, look. I was like, dude, you have to understand. I'm, you know, you think about, hey, someone tells you, hey, you got to go to this gas station to eat or whatever. And you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. But then when you go to one, it's kind of eye-opening. It's like, whoa. And you see the gas pumps, and you go in, and you're like, I'll take a pork sandwich, sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'll, buy, I'll, I'll buy a, a hat and a, a package of BBs. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah, no. no I actually have one. Uh, they built one uh, like five minutes from the house now, so it's that's a nightly adventure for us. Man. <laughs> yeah, I love you it, know? dude. Yeah, I love it. There's so I much there. The 
I've only been to Bucky's like once, man. They're not. It's not a West Coast thing, you know. And all my trips now, all my road trips nowadays are from Dallas to out here and back, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't see them unless I catch the one in. Uh, like I, did, I think I caught the one in Denton uh, last year or something on the way out of town. And I was yeah. like, "Holy shit! Look at this place. Look at all these pumps." Oh yeah, that's a good one. There by Stacy's house. That's yeah, good. that's a good one. I have a car wash yeah. of that one. That's amazing. Yeah, game changer. And what's game crazy? Changer. Got a car wash. Yeah, what's crazy is like Joe Molina. And, and crew like they're you know from severed you know here they are going from arizona to lst every year and i always thought to myself you know Sever joe I was like you know him and his old lady are always posting about it and i'm like dude like i mean it's kind of disgusting the gas station right then you realize like no wait hold on they have the best bathrooms around you know so it is kind of crazy so if you follow if you follow barsha i mean mike mike yeah. barsha yep he he's a he's a bucky's fanatic man and it and it's so crazy because he'll, he'll come into Dallas or wherever, and then like on his drive back, he stops, you know, at a Bucky's by uh, another friend. So I'm like, dude, you're like 20 minutes away. You could have called me, you know? It's like, <laughs> we know where all, like us Texas people know where all the Bucky's are. So if you check in, we know where you're at. You know, we know the coordinates of where you're at. So you can't like sneak through Texas and post a picture at Bucky's without someone saying, hey, you could have called, you know, we could have hung out, you know? Oh, yeah. And shout out to Joe and Morgan. They, you know, they're always like Morgan will show up at LST and she'll have like the whole uh, like zip up deal, like you'd see like on Christmas Day, you know, from like the Christmas Story movie and stuff. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> and then, like, you know, I'm hearing these crazy stories. And I'm like, well, hold on. Recently, I, I figured out the kiosk, how I can order like a breakfast taco and add some, you know, guacamole and this and that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm, I'm gravy, you know. But so, so, you know, Chaz, we talked to, you know, Ronnie a little bit about some of the stuff that he grew up and some of those influences, but like, you know, where you grew up, you know, were your friends and you guys were like, you know, was it the video game era? I know some of us were into bikes, freestyle, that kind of stuff. Were some of those things influences you felt maybe on you getting into the whole truck scene? Man, I grew up, uh, you know, playing, you know, playing sports, baseball, you know, football and, uh, uh-huh. playing in the middle of the road. Uh, uh, we had a good, uh run at the water balloon slingshot uh you know we like to hit cars with water balloon slingshots and uh <laughs> that's awesome and with, with time we had one kid in the street time it out when a car would come by and uh you know the other guy would let go and try to hit the car and uh uh but i mean i grew up with you know a bunch of kids with sports and stuff you know no one was ever into mini trucks or dirt bikes or skateboarding you know i, I think i had a nash skateboard that um someone pulled me around on a bicycle with a jump rope. I mean, that's, you know, you know, so whenever I, like, you know, I met Ronnie, I thought, you know, Ronnie's story was just like, Oh man, this, you know, this dude, you know, skateboarder, punk rock guy. Oh my God. You know, this dude was cooler than cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he, you know, he had a Mohawk. Oh my God. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was, I was pretty sheltered, you know, we, we, we all grew up, you know, about four of us on the street. They were really tight and, you know, Tech mobile, you know, and stuff like that. You know, oh, that, yeah. that was it growing up. You know, you know, it really, you know, when I branched off in trucks, I was the only one. You know, out of all my friends, you know, they. It's funny because I, I I drug you know a couple of men to the truck you know mini truck scene you know mm-hmm. later on in life. Uh, Big Dave, you know, got a little. This dude, man, he weighed like two eighty five. He had a single cab, Toma, I think. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you see it on flat out, on one of the flat outs, I'm actually driving it, dragging it down a new market, which is a four lane road by our house. And, um, me and Chaz and big Dave were on a pool team together, man. We had a good time. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. 
I forgot about that. Yeah. I probably forgot about that on purpose. <laughs> um, because cause then, then T-shirts evolved out of that. And uh, I probably forgot about it. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, um, well, good but time, yeah. That, so, I, yeah, I just, uh, it was really, you know, and meeting Ronnie and stuff that really got me like, you know, die, die hard, you know, end up mini trucks and stuff like that. But to this day, I still have never owned a mini truck. I mean, I have a, yeah, that's true. I have, a, I have a Chevy Colorado that we use for, you know, one of my work trucks. But, uh, you know, and every day I look at it, I'm like, man, I should bag that thing. But then, <laughs> you know, but then it's like, well, yeah. I, yeah, I had to teach my guy how to drive a standard. I don't know how if I can teach him how to work bags. You right, know? Yeah. right. Yeah, it is crazy, Ronnie, because if you think about, you know, what Chaz was saying, that it's funny. You can use the hashtag mini truck and, and a lot of times – the mini truckers, if you really go back to the old days, uh, someone we recently had on, Mike Collins, he talked about like the step toppers, you know, and you think about like, you know, the 70s into the 80s, you had these toppers and then the backs were even higher yeah. and they kind of looked weird, like real old school. But then you have, yeah. the, you know, the quote old school that we all know of, but but then the full size trucks. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And and when you think about like how the full size trucks and some of us branched off the Cadillacs and things like that, I mean, many mm-hmm. truckers like if you ask me, like you know the Gendros of the world that helped spearhead the airbags, that really was like kind of the springboard a lot of you know for what we have today as a mini trucker, right, um, Ronnie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I heard uh, you know so Jason Pang uh, tells the story about how Gendro uh, got to, you know he was working at Gendro's shop. When uh, Jindro got his hands on a couple of uh, uh, two airbags from like the Firestone rep, and uh, you know he had seen it, I guess, on the back of an eighteen wheeler, and uh, and so uh, uh, Jason, I guess, had a brand new truck. Jindro wanted to bag the front end on it, and he uh, and Jason wouldn't let him do it, and so uh, he sent Jason out on a parts run with uh, uh, in the company in the the shop truck. You know, uh-huh. came back and. His truck and Jason's truck was pulled into the <laughs> into the bay, and they'd already started cutting <laughs> it up and uh, trying to figure out how to make bags work. You know. Yeah, yeah, so, it's crazy how times have one cool story. And, yeah, and one tip of the cap to Gendro because you know he was at, from my understanding, he was at Mike Collins's house when we did some audio about Skybody. But you know, the cool thing is, you know, Gendro obviously kind of family guy. A lot of like how a lot of us are, but you know, I think he's realized. Um, you know, the power that we have these days of looking back at the, uh, like how, how much some of you guys and, and, you know, you can look at, you know, spin any, any different way, how many things that people have done. And like, I always tell people like Brian Gendro did so much. Like I cannot believe sometimes the amount of vehicles that his name or hands were on. Like it's truly mind blowing. So it's cool. And we know we can't wait to have him on, but I think he moved to Arkansas, didn't he? Yeah, I think he. I think he did. I think he did, yeah. and it was like you know because of his daughter's softball and stuff, you know. So it kind of shows his transition. You know? Yeah, yeah, yep. which is cool. So. But um, uh. you know, before we ask Ronnie a little bit about, because I want to talk about flat out DVD. I think that was uh, that was like you know spearheading the scene in many ways. Um, you know, with the content, uh, Chaz. You know, I was kind of curious. So like a lot of us, um, you know, we always think of. I know when I met you uh, about a year ago. You know, we talked a lot about your OBS truck. So, you know, you mentioned a couple that you had. How did you end up with the Toddzilla truck that was from Florida? Because I'd love to talk about that truck a little bit. So, uh, remember my extended cab, quote unquote, came up missing. I had a little bit of insurance money. Uh. Um, the, then uh, 
I saw that Sean Bowker had the Toddzilla truck and he, you know, he had some frustrations with the shop and this and that. They're going back in it and this and do some other stuff from what I remember. Uh-huh. And, uh, but we got to remember too, though, that, that, that truck came to uh heat wave like a year or two before you got it. And, uh, and it was groundbreaking, you know, yeah. people were freaking out on that thing. Yeah. When, when it came to heat wave, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I happened but, to park. Actually, that reminds me. I, I actually parked next to it at the hotel. And, yeah. uh, and I walked around the back end of, it. I was like, holy shit, look at this bed. Oh my God. This, I mean, just the bed of it, you know, yeah, it was just crazy. The, the sheet, time. The yeah. metal that, and Rhodes Auto Works, you know, did all that, all that bed work and everything Anthony, on it. Anthony, shout out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And so Bowker had it for sale, you know, his frustrated with the shop he had it at, you know, dumped money in it and wasn't doing anything. So, uh, I don't know if I found them on street source or sport truck back then on the chat room forum or whatever, or uh, modified or I don't remember where, where mm-hmm. I came across it at, but, uh, no, this is all during, uh, during me trying to get in camber with the gray and white truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, we, we, we lined it up, uh, you know, so yeah, I'm gonna buy it. I'll buy it from you, blah, 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 you know, here's, you know, send them the money or send them half the money or whatever it was. And, uh, we lined it up to get picked up in Greenville, ah, in Greenville, Mississippi for show fast. Well, probably. yeah, show fast. And, uh, I wasn't able to make it out there, but Ronnie and, uh, his buddy Randall went, went out there and I'm like, Hey, you know, my buddy Ronnie can scoop it up and, you know, they can drive it back or drive it back halfway or whatever. Well, they call him, what was it? Y'all are in Monroe. Y'all Monroe or where y'all? Where were y'all? Y'all are past Monroe. So, so Randall jumps in that thing and starts heading back. And um, uh, Randall left before we did because we weren't ready to go yet. But he was he had to get back for something. So we were like, okay, we'll just take Chaz's truck and start driving back and get you know go meet up with him, you know. And uh, so Randall took off, and that was when uh, what it. So that he's going down the road once he gets to the interstate or something. And from Greenville to get all the way down to the interstate is pretty good ways. I mean, right, it, it was. Like was. I remember that. Yeah, it was. He wasn't close to us, you know. He was already – this is like four or five hours ahead of us probably, yep. you know. And I don't – I mean, I guess we had cell phones those days. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Flip I guess. Phone, yeah, like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they were Next definitely – I don't, I don't even think we were texting back then. Uh, yeah. No. And so uh, – so one of the uh, caps on the center cap of the wheel spins off the wheel and hits the valve stem and knocks it out. Oh, are you so kidding me? On the side of the road, just yeah. able, you can't even air it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Air is all out of it, uh, out of the tire. And, uh, you know, so, so that's what started it. And then, uh, shoot, I think Jason from Outlandish Trends happened upon him first and tried to help and run it around, take it, take, and this is on a Sunday trying to go home, you know? So right. Sunday now it's easy to go get your tire done and stuff on a Sunday, but not back then. Mm-hmm. So he takes the, so he takes the tire and Randall to uh, Walmart to try to, uh, get a, uh, uh, valve stem put in it, but it was twenties and they didn't have a machine that would handle twenties. Mm. So, so I don't know what happened, what happened after that, Chaz? I mean, I, I don't know how they I got think it. They, they, you know, what it was is they didn't have anybody that could work on the 20 cause it's so big. And Jason's like, I'll do it. You know, just, you know, let me work the machine. I'll do it. 
and yeah. uh, they got it fixed. I, actually, I was in Shreveport waiting on waiting on delivery. Uh-huh. It was about four hours from home. And yeah, so I, I, it was in Shreveport. So we had to drive deeper into Louisiana to meet y'all on the side of the road where I picked it up. Yeah, and yeah. then. Uh, and while all that's going on, we're slowly catching up. So by the time that, you know, we all kind of converge there together on it and uh, finally get it put back together and start out. We put it on a trailer or something, didn't we? Took, uh, no, we took- no, I drove it all the way home. I drove it. Uh, oh, okay. Y'all wanted to, but I was like, no, nah, I just, you know, brand new truck. I'm, I'm driving it. We're about to find out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. about to find out what else bad can go wrong. And I drove it all the way back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the mesquite. And then, uh, you know, whenever I... I worked on it, you know, put, you know, did some paint work on it and, uh, painted the dash, painted the interior, put some chrome on the engine, went to heat wave in at round rock, whatever you, I guess that was a one and, uh, got into camber and radar told me, you know, straight well, up. First off, though, that, that truck needed some love. Chaz had to really put some love into that thing because, yeah. uh, it had been, it had kind of been uh, uh, rattled around and bounced around from different shops and different been passed around yeah. to a couple of people and been cut on here and there and barely yeah. patched back together here and there. And so he had some real work to do with that thing, you know. So he did get it going, though. And then Radar, you know, Radar, you know, it's Radar and Grasshopper and Ronnie, all, you know, they're giving me the logo. And Radar's like, you know, you can't stop here. You can't, you know, keep on going. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuck, that stuck with me. That really did. And then, uh, you know, driving the driving the yellow truck around all all around town, and this and that. If you ever own a yellow truck, it's the worst <laughs> color to own. I mean, I'd get out of that truck just angry, you know, just <laughs> like God, this yellow is annoying. And so that's when we, uh, we you know, we put in the shop, and we got you know, I got shot by tailgate well by yellow. And then, uh, plus I want to take, you know, Toddzilla's name off of it, you know, change colors. So we, we, you know, change it to red. Yeah. And, uh, actually the funny story about red, how it got to become red was, uh, you know, I was talking to Tito and, and, uh, like, man, I want to redo my truck. What color should I do? And, uh, he's like, man, everybody loves hot rod red. You know, everybody loves red. So, you know, I think that's where the Tito made me do it. Uh, slogan came through, you know, is, is that uh you know he's the he's the reason the truck went red? Yeah, and me, uh, and, me and Ronnie Chaz I think was involved in that. Me and Hooters, me and the Chaz used to sit up at Hooters and uh, uh, draw new shirt designs on napkins and stuff, and then I'd go make them and get them made. <laughs> you know, and yeah, and then, so uh, and yeah, and then uh, so the truck was red for a while, and uh, and uh, Calgary came back to me and said, "Hey, you know, we want to shoot your truck." I'm like, "Well, you know, what you gonna do?" I'm like, oh, you know, we'll give you cover, this and that. So then I kind of plotted tailgate against Tito. And uh, that goes back to the worst mistake, you know, I've probably ever made, you know, uh, is letting tailgate shoot at first, you know, because I should let, you know, Courtney shoot at first. But he, the way he was, he would never guarantee a cover because you never knew about lighting or anything like right, that. Right, you know, he right. never knew how the puddles would actually come out. So he didn't want to put his foot in his mouth and say, yeah, you're going on the cover. And then puddles look like crap. And then. You know, the magazine looks like crap. It's his name. So, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it was like Showfest 03-ish that it was shot, and I think it ran like February 04, kind of because Tailgate wasn't at that time. They were kind of like quarterly, bi-monthly, that kind of deal. There was never like a, you know, they were trying to kind of find their footing. 
But to me, that cover came out cool. Like, you know, you obviously got that rear kind of side three-quarter shot-ish. You got the chick on and whatnot. Yeah, that was actually – no, no, no. The cover girl wasn't wasn't Pasquale's girlfriend. It was uh, the inside shot girl that was a, a club member of ours at the time. It's his, his, his girlfriend that modeled on it. Uh, I, see. I guess she didn't make the cut for the cover. Yeah, you know? and I was like, too, though, so talk to us a little bit about – you mentioned the dynamic between – so it runs on tailgate cover – but to me, I thought it was awesome, too, that, like, Brian McCormick shot it. It seemed like the dry beds out in Vegas. And um, mm-hmm. that table of content slash, you know, feature to me, although Courtney, you know, maybe wasn't involved in that aspect of it, to me, like, it was just, that was sick, dude. That I tripped that, that thing out there, yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, that was that, yeah, that, was that Rockahula Water Park uh, uh, yeah. that year, which is a really... You know, that was, wasn't that Severtize 20 year or yeah. 10 year? Or? Resolution, wasn't it? Or? Yeah, yeah, but, but oh, Severtize had their, their, oh, yeah, yeah, their yeah. party out there. Yeah, I forget and, how many uh, years they had it at Rockahula. They, it was weird because Rezo was always confusing to me because it was, it was basically late um, uh, 02 that kind of went into 03, right? And, yeah, um, it was always like New Year's Eve. Yeah, it was New something Year's like that. New Year's weekend. Yep. Yeah, so I never knew if it. Are we there in O two or are we there in O three? What are we calling this thing? You know, yeah, I, 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 it's so confusing. I was always confused on that one. Yeah, I yep. say O three. Yeah, yeah, I say O three. Yeah, because it ran uh, in O four. I think it was. It, yeah, it went into O four. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So then, so we got it back and and uh, cruising around town. You know, I, I drove that truck all the time, and uh, Mitch Henderson drove that truck all the time, and uh. you know. That's uh that's back you know me and him were real real toxic. He lives here in North Texas with me. I'd let him take the truck home, and uh, he'd he'd always jack with me and tell me, "Oh, I drugged that some bitch all the way home." You know, <laughs> you're like, "Damn you!" You know, just and uh, and so another cool uh, story was when we were in uh when it was red, we were actually in downtown Dallas cruising around with MIC dueling. Uh, whenever oh. Brent's wheels owned it, yeah, and that's when I ripped the roll paint. That's when I ripped the roll pan out of it off, off a manhole, but wow. but yes, yeah, so I I cruise that thing anywhere. So it was up at a local uh, beer joint, you know, called Sports City in Mesquite, and uh, I walk out one day and uh, after you know a couple beers, ten, I don't know, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm like look at my buddy Joe. I'm like, well, where the fuck we park at? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, but that's your glass right there. No way. <laughs> Someone stole my truck. Yeah, knocked my, win- my knocked my win- my driver's side window out and stole it. Oh, yeah. When it was and, red, uh, obviously. Yeah, when, yeah. when it was red, yeah, and uh, stole they stole my wheels. The anything BAD gave me, stole it. You know, my MA audio that Captain hooked me up with, stole that. Everything, and, then, and we, like couple couple weeks later, we get it back and uh, pull it out of the impound lot. You know, just yank it out and get it back to my my buddy's shop mm-hmm. kevin york at uh, creative colors get him at a shop I'm like looking at him you know which we're both obs people you know we're both just die hard you know just yep. looking at each other like what are we gonna do and i'm like man i want <laughs> and he's like let's blame it i'm like dude he's you know and i'm i can't draw a stick figure but Me i am neither. very picky about flames uh-huh. I'm so picky about flames. I'm so judgmental about flames. It's one of my downfalls, you know. Mm-hmm. And but Kevin can lay some flames down, and I'm like, dude, do your magic. And so there we go, me and Jessica and Kevin and 
Joe and Pooh were all in there just sanding away, just sanding that whole damn truck down. And uh, his cousin came over and uh, sheet metal the floor for us, and uh, which I got the idea off of Scooby, off of Scooby's dually, mm-hmm. you know, the, the floor being, you know, uh, painted. And uh, turning the flames, man, and then uh, just uh, reached out to Tito again. He's like, yeah, let's let's shoot it. And uh, hauled it on the heat wave. He shot it. And then, uh, you know, uh, of course, and he passes before it can run. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, the next year, I take it to, to heat wave. And, uh, and I run into Travis Nowak, and, uh, which we've, you know, talked beforehand. Mm-hmm. And uh, which... I mean, it was like a blessing meeting him because he's, you know, I mean, he's he's a just yeah. a genius, man. He's yeah, and he's good. I tell you, he is. I mean, I I could not have picked a better person to write my article or do do anything, man, because he he did it right. And, uh, and that's when it was playing playing with fire, right? That when he shot it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so uh, we pulled up, and he's like, "Man, I want to shoot the truck." I'm like. All right, buddy, let's do it, you know, and thankfully, you know, you know, it, it ran on cover, and uh, even with the missing lug nut, it ran on cover. I was happy about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> and, like the uh, little thing on mini trucking, yeah, and where it was shot, it always remember, like, as I'm looking at the photo now, when it ran on Street Trucks Cover, it almost seems like the same place, because here's the cool tie-in. So, Ronnie uh, had shared some, some, um, behind the scenes, I'll say it, you know, coverage recently on flat out, um, Instagram. And it almost seems like the same exact spot where ducks dually was shot when it was blue. Kind of, it was that at heat yeah. wave. Yeah. 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 You know, used to line them up and do a bunch of them at yep. like one spot. Oh, he'd do three or four guys at a time. Oh yeah. If the, if the light was right, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cause I see that building in the background and I always thought for some reason, in my head, I was like, "Oh, that's way behind, like where Showfest was at." And somebody was like, "No, that 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 was in Texas." I was like, "Oh, okay," but um, it yeah. is it is cool to think about the history where it went down, you know? Yeah, my favorite. Hey, man, like I I got shot at Slamboree, and uh, it was this old dirt pile in the background with this yeah. uh, roof thing, you know, and a lot of people got shot there, you know. So yep, but uh. Yeah, so it runs on the cover, and that's the crazy thing because, you know, um, Tim from NC Florida, he has shared some photos where, you know, obviously originally it was green, that his brother, you know, obviously builds it. It's kind of yellow. You acquire it. It goes red, and obviously I loved it. Again, when Brian McCormick shot it, when it was on tailgate cover, I mean, it was super sick. You know, kind of a just a, a classic OBS truck, especially by today's standards. And then, oh, by the way, it's like, hey, that's not the end of it. It's like, boom kind of in that gunmetal grayish color with the, you know, yellowish flames and then moments on the cover. So, I mean, dude, what a, what a legacy Chaz, that truck, you know, had. Don't forget the stars. Yeah. Oh. The stars. And Evans comes up. It's like, that's hey, right. I'm going to put stars on your truck. I'm like, you are not going to do anything that gay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when it was like the gunmetal gray with the yellowish when it was yeah. on the cover. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's like, well, um, you might want to come look at your truck. You're like, <laughs> you're like well, I need my shit. Well, and two, because yeah. were they bond speed wheels? Because you know that was the era when a lot of guys, and you'll still see this, right? You'll still see some color mash wheels, but like the wheels to me, like where you have the polished uh, spoke, and then you have the yellow, like all of that just tied in nicely. That was uh, those are actually BAD wheels, BAD's. the Gunslinger. Okay, and got it. Uh, and so. 
funny story to that was those wheels were in the powder coater shop when my truck got stolen. So wow. I didn't lose those. I think he, my powder coater was powder coating them red. Yeah, he's and, changed colors. Are you? No, kidding he was so. Me. Dude, he that- was so. Yes, because he had to get all that that uh, yeah. powder coating off. Use that like, shit I to get ne- them off. That's like on some Grand Theft Auto shit before Grand Theft Auto. Remember, like you would just like on the game, you'd pull in a shop and like you'd paint your car, and you're like, "All right, the cops are off me now." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was uh, he was so mad about those wheels. I just remember he's all, "I'll never do this again." You know. Yeah, we'll share and some of the the, 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 the paint wheels. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll we'll share some of those photos. Um, you can follow Chaz on Instagram, C H A S Nichols N I C H O L S Chaz Nichols. We'll share some of those and tag them, um, dude. I mean, just but but when I think back to the legacy of that truck, like it really had a damn good run. And you know, sometimes I'll think to myself, like, you know, when we had Mike Collins on recently, we talked about Skybody, and he goes, "Well, you know, I had that truck about five years." And you go, "Man, mini lowered, lifted, change color, change color again." like a crazy run in a five-year span. You know, this truck, I know my buddy Matt Torgerson, I think for a while he worked at, you know, with Rhodes Auto Works, and, you know, there was some, you know, he maybe body dropped it or he didn't, and, and Rhodes and those guys had that. But, you know, you think back to the yellow, from green to yellow to red to that. I mean, dude, what a fucking run it had, Chaz. And what's crazy is that the whole run of everything, the bed, the interior bed that Rhodes built yep. never Change, yeah, never got that touched, never cracked, yeah. yep. never, you know, the only thing I did to that bed was drill holes in the front of it so Just that, for the water. water so that <laughs> Forrest from Vegas several times would not put goldfish in my shit again. Oh, I remember Forrest, yes, <laughs> you know? I remember Forrest. He had that Sonoma or the goldish S10 Sonoma, seemed like. I don't remember, but I do him and uh, a few others put a goldfish in my bed at, at a rainbow one year. Yeah. And, Dude, uh, that's fine. Yeah. That's, but uh, the roads built it. Well, I'll yep. tell you that. I mean, cause I put, you can ask Ronnie, he's watching all flat out. I put that truck through hell. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had to put an extra, you know, drag bar in there. Farmer down insane designs, put a whole drag bar underneath the bed of it. So I wouldn't, you know, Yank the tailgate like a, off the end. Yep. Yeah, just like eighth of an inch below the roll pan. Yeah, yeah, and that thing threw yeah. some stupid sparks. And uh, actually, uh, the truck was actually about an inch and a half lower whenever I got rid of it versus when I got it. Oh. You know, because I just drug. I, we, <laughs> I mean, we beat that truck to hell. Yeah. You know, and actually, when it got stolen, yeah. when it got stolen, the, the insurance came guy came in, put it on a lift. He's like, no, brother, it's total, man. This frame uh, is missing, you know, the bottom Chunks. part of it. And, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, it's good. Just, you know, just, you yeah, know, it'll yeah. be all right. Hook us just, up, man. You know, <laughs> they actually buried. totaled it. They totaled the truck when, they, when it was stolen, and uh, I bought it back, actually buying it back, and they, I was fortunate enough to keep a blue title on it. Interesting. And, uh, wow. And it's like, yeah, it's actually up in uh, – up in like New Hampshire now. Is it? Wow. So, yeah, that's what I was going to kind of ask you. So, well, what's cool is, right, so, you know, Ronnie, you know, he had mentioned, like, you guys talked a little bit about how you guys met. But, like, when I was looking back, kind of getting ready for this interview, I I pulled out, you know, I didn't, unfortunately, I don't have all of the flat-out DVDs. But when I look back and you look at the date stamp on it, you know, you're talking 03, right? And one thing that yeah. I've always tried to tell people is that, the only other DVD that I can 
vaguely remember going to Best Buy. Like they had like the, like they had the Mayhem Street Trucks was kind of in that era. But to me, in my opinion, you were the forefront of going. Hey, I'm going to go to shows. I'm going to take some video back on the mini DVs and stuff like that. And you're going to create this magazine, so to speak. Uh, talk to us a little bit about like where did you get the original idea for a flat out DVD? Well. Told you I'm a skateboarder, and yeah. so in the skateboarding world, they have this uh, video magazine called 411VM, mm-hmm. and I had a few of those, and then one day it just hit me. I was like, oh, shit, I need to take this idea over here. Through the trucks. You know? And uh, yeah, and so uh, take it over to this other world of mine. And I just had the idea. I was like, oh, man, I can do, you know, uh, you can do shop tours. You can do tech articles. You can do show coverage. You can do this. You can do that, you know, uh, all on video and just kind of bring this whole scene to life because you're going to these shows and all you're seeing is a 2D image, you know, coming out of it, you know. And then uh, here we're going to give you, you know, this, uh, you know, right in your face. Uh, movement, you know, of stuff actually happening. And, you know, the idea of, you know, instead of reading a story, you know, like we're talking about a few minutes ago, like, uh, you know, Travis writing his story or like uh, on my on my feature, uh, Mike Finnegan actually wrote mine, you know, and then. Uh, yeah. And then you take, uh, you know, you, you just uh, take the, the truck owner and have him tell the story itself you know and so that was probably the hardest part is getting people on camera to talk about their stuff you know if they're not on camera they'll talk about their shit all day long but uh Mm -hmm. you know you put them on camera and they all of a sudden get bug-eyed and stuff so some people had it some people didn't Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) whole thing you know like mitch had it you know yeah so right off the bat, you know, I was trying to explain to people and, you know, even Chaz and uh, they, they weren't really understanding what I was talking about. So I had to get some footage and get some stuff together. I had been working with this guy in the corporate world who, you know, we all had PCs and stuff and everything, but he insisted on working on a Mac. Mm-hmm. And so that guy taught me about how to operate a Mac and uh you know and did a little bit he was our marketing and media guy at the office and so he was making little videos and stuff you know and so he showed me how to uh get things going in final cut the pre- the place i had worked previously uh we had an editing studio and my buddy hector worked in there so i'd hung out in there quite a bit but that was a whole big like avid system and that was uh-huh. really confusing so flat out i mean now a uh, final cut comes along and it's just right there on your laptop and it's hollywood quality you know of editing you know and uh for like you know 500 bucks yeah so uh you know, so I took um, some money out of uh, my uh, uh, IRA and uh, bought some cameras and some gear and some stuff, and uh, you know, and said, "Man, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen." You know, I mean, I'd uh, kind of kind of quit my job and said, "Man, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen." You know, yep. and so uh, got out there and started shooting video. And of course, you know, I mean, I had uh, you know had Chaz in the in the height of the red truck days you know and he was dragging the shit out of it uh so i had him i had mitch nearby i had, uh you know like kevin mccandless with the uh, uh you know with the, the wagon you know the um the honda wagon yes. that was blue and had wicked wagon wood down the side wicked wagon yeah yep. i mean i had all these friends around i mean i'd already been in the show scene for a while you know and i knew all these people and so uh you know just made it happen and uh started trying to just 
hustle, 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 get to this show, get to that show, get to get some footage, get some content. It's just all about getting content. You know, you can never have enough. You're just always constantly trying to get something, you know, that's why, you know, I would, I, I would at like Greenville, you know, like a ballpark. I mean, I would just give him a camera and say, Hey yeah. man, I'm going to be over here. Party, you go party over there. You know, just get some footage, just shoot yeah. this, shoot that, see what happens. I'll get home and we'll see what's there. You know, and I'll, I'll see if I can make something out of it, you know? And that's where, you know, I mean, the, the favorite part of every bit of every, every one was the outtakes. That's what everybody loved the most, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's just capture all that fun stuff, all that fun nightlife. I mean, Greenville was insane. You know, it was, uh, for about four or five years of my life, man, it was, just the Super Bowl, you know? Yep, it was. Yeah, and, so. and, and that's the cool thing. And, you know, when I think back to the original one, I looked recently, you know, you, know, you had the outro by Jay. You know, of course, you had credits, yeah. you had the fun stuff, but, you know, you also have, like, I think it was Andrew Shane, you have, like, a ragtop install, Showfest, of course, you know, mm-hmm. I think it was Cincy Rob, Keith Thompson, uh, you know, Ernie was tied into the first one, of course, Mitch, you mentioned, you know, rest in peace, Ernie, rest in yeah. peace, Mitch. But, like, to me, the drag sessions, you know, the different things, you know, Luke from KC and stuff like that, you really look back and go, you know, a tip of the cap to you because, you know, we want you to know, like, when I think back to all of the folks that came before us, like, you were at the forefront of this, right? And and from there, you know, you had Solo f- Films DVD, you had Low Life Mikey, you had Domination, of course, you know, our homie out there in Arizona, Oliver, yeah. but you had all of these guys, and to me, like you know, what's awesome, you know, and even us now, you come all this way, and you go, well, you know, there was magazines and there was videos for a while. Now it's you know, YouTube, podcast, you know, social media, this and that. But you got to think back to almost twenty years, I would think, and you know, Ronnie, and just you know, not that you're a pat on your back type of guy, but I would think that you, you got to think back sometimes and go, you know what, you know, we were at the forefront of this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we do, man. It was, uh, it was kind of a, I mean, it was a really cool era and a really cool time and a, you know, a cool idea that, um, was really kind of ahead of its time because nowadays it'd be a lot easier to make it work. I mean, you got YouTube and you got a lot of different streaming medias and things, you know, um, back then we didn't have all that. And that's really what kind of, uh, what kind of killed it is the fact that, uh, the cost of having to get DVDs printed, having to ship them out, having to do all that kind of stuff, having to go get content and everything. If you could just, uh, you know, have, People, you know, with phones, you know, yeah. phone cameras and sending you video and stuff and you don't have to have the travel schedule that we had to have or we felt like we had to have back then, you know, yeah. um, I mean, I, I couldn't I felt like I couldn't just cover the, you know, just the Dallas or the Texas scene. You know, I felt like I had to get out, you know, and so I started traveling coast to coast, you know. Yeah, real I mean, deal. Be, be kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, not as. Not as much as though uh, nonstop, you know, uh, nowadays, and you know he how he shape shifts and stuff. But uh, but I mean, you know, I mean, I was in Virginia Beach one weekend, and then I'd catch, you know, go down and catch pebble pushers, and then I'd be on the road all week long. I'd catch a couple of uh, you know, shops, you know, like Anthony at Raw, you know, I'd go yeah. down and see him, and uh, and then I'd stay with some, you know, and I, I, man, I slept on so many camber couches. Right. You know, it, was, it was so much more uh economical you know and i mean having that camber influence you know and then of course um you know tito was a, was integral in the beginning of it you know i i called him up with this idea and he was like holy shit dude that's great you need to do it you need to do it you know and um uh, and he was like yeah, i'll help you all i can you know but 
we couldn't really get the you know the big magazines to understand how this could benefit them or how that could accentuate oh, yeah. what they've already got going in print you know and having a website with video that goes along with it i mean is is the way it is now you yeah. know yeah it was almost like ahead of the time because i've watched some things about the guy Lassiter that was at like Pixar and like he was trying to tell people like, Hey, you know, the animation's gonna be big and they're like, Well, we don't know how this is gonna fit in here at Disney and then he does his own thing and they're like, Hold on, we want you. But like to your point, it was like you it was almost before I, you know, we all know sport trucks, street sports and stuff was in the nineties, but it was before things really did blow up. So there were some media outlets that just couldn't kind of maybe fathom or wrap their brain around it. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's exactly what we were facing is that we just couldn't get, you know, we needed some kind of a corporate sponsor, you know what I mean? Yo, yo, I know what some of you guys are thinking. I get it. It's kind of like back in the 80s. Remember, you're watching your favorite show. Maybe it was G.I. Joe. Maybe it was some Dukes of Hazard. Maybe it was Knight Rider and it was to be continued. But we have to leave it off here because the audio is about another hour and it's really good. There's a lot of good topics so please uh, follow us if you came here for this uh, um, podcast episode. Uh, you can follow and or subscribe. And we will bring you the second half of the interview next week. I do want to thank Mini Truck Showdown. So thanks so much to Corey. You heard us at the top talk about it. But Mini Truck Showdown is going down the first weekend in June. And it's going to be in Las Vegas. It's going to be one of the biggest and baddest truck shows on the West Coast. If you go on Instagram, type in Mini Truck Showdown. They're, of course, on Facebook, as I mentioned earlier. They've got a lot of great sponsors. They've got cool artwork this year. It's June 3rd through the 5th, 2022, and it's going down out in Las Vegas. We'll be out there, Mike and I. We would hope that you would pre-register. They've got different packages depending on how you want to come in as far as family and things like that. So, uh, be on the lookout for more information, Mini Truck Showdown on Instagram. So I'm sure I forgot. I think there were a few things this week that I wanted to cover. But listen, I covered a lot earlier trying to scale it back a little bit. Uh, please check out Lincoln Attic Podcast, as I mentioned. Thanks to Chaz and thanks to Ronnie for sitting down. And again, the second half of the interview will come next week. Thank you guys for listening all the way through. Stay on the rise. Be safe this weekend and check out the hashtag eg ebgd 2022 mike has been using that one that stands for eastbound get down 2022 that will curate all of those posts for the event this weekend go pack go we got you peace